Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Revenue Growth Architects podcast. It's Chrissy, Charlie, and Xander here. And today we're going to be, it's going to be an interesting episode because we're going to kind of be building in public here. We don't have our thoughts fully defined on the topic. We're going to be talking about how you put like a sales process around an account funnel um, and really diving deep on like the account funnel in general and how to operationalize it. But this came out of something that the team's been kind of working a- around and on and Xander and Charlie, you're very close to it. So Xander, I just want to kind of kick it off with you. And you set the stage for the healthy debate that we're going to go into. And that is the, you know, from tagging on to yesterday's debate. So yeah, why don't you set the stage? Absolutely happy to. Um, So I've been working with a client over the past, I I would call it like a month and a half, um, pretty focused on this is really helping them to operationalize how they're selling into accounts. The way that they are currently doing it is they are, the sales team is going out into demand base. They have target accounts, but it's largely just living within an ABM tool like demand base. They don't have a lot of coordination going on between the sales and the marketing team. So we know that we have some target accounts that we're working in. We're kind of leveraging some of the just out of the box stages and statuses that you would get with an ABM tool. But even then, there's not clear, you know, this is my entrance and exit gate. This is who should be targeting into these accounts. So one of the things that I'm in the process of working on is establishing what their account funnel should be. Mm -hmm. Um, along with their stages and how they should work those accounts. And then I pulled in a small group of us at the CS2 team yesterday as we were kind of noodling on next steps on how could we, how could we truly kind of operationalize this, build it out. And then I realized that I had kind of different expectations than some other folks on the team, Charlie included. So we thought that it would be a good podcast episode today to continue that conversation and figure out should I really be working accounts kind of like I work leads where we can work them, we can nurture them, we can send them back to marketing, we can disqualify them, or is it better to continue to leverage the person funnel? Because we do always say an account funnel has to be supported by a personal funnel so you know who's doing what within the account. Mm -hmm. Do you just leverage that and then let the account funnel 100% follow the logic that's happening within the account? Yeah, I think that to to also kind of trail back a little bit for listeners, but like I think what most orgs are used to is just working like a lead, you know, a person funnel. Like you, you know, you're handing over your leads or contacts, you're surfacing those up as MQLs. But there's always this case where when you're doing ABM, like marketing, the revenue team is figuring out, okay, well, how do we surface accounts? Like, how do we actually work those accounts? But at the end of the day, it's still people that have, like you said, their own people funnel, like buying journey that they have. Everyone's kind of different and you have multiple people in a buying team. So like, how do you kind of reconcile all of that while keeping sales focused on the right things, people themselves, but also on the right accounts? And then also, how do you find new accounts to go after? How do you know that you're actually engaging your target accounts? There's so much here. So I think that's why um, it's one of those topics where it's going to be a bit of an active brainstorm here. And because not a lot of orgs have really nailed it, we have it. We've done flavors of it, but we're still trying to figure out how to nail it. I know, Charlie, you've kind of worked on a few of these projects in the past. So kind of what's I know between you and Xander, you both kind of have some differing kind of views, but based on some of the projects you've done in the past that you've kind of been at the helm at, what's what's kind of your thinking? So I think the fundamental difference here, and first, before I maybe get into that, I am definitely open to a few different ways of doing this. I'm not Mm -hmm. dogmatic over one particular way and the way that we've done it before. But more often than not, when we built an account funnel, it is more a way to represent where the account is in the account stages, so where they are through the the buying process, determined by where the people underneath the account, the contacts under the account, where they are in the buying process. So typically, the contact that's furthest progressed under the account 
would kind of be moving that account forward. So maybe you've got a stage of, you know, they're a target account, they're on the list. And then maybe they're showing intent, maybe third party intent. Then maybe they're showing kind of first party intent or some they've engaged with marketing somehow. Sell, now sales is working them. Now at that point, sales has work, started working one of the contacts. So that account is now in a working, like a sales working stage. And then now there's pipeline, there's opportunity creating this pipeline, that account is now in, in the pipeline stage. And it's all just being progressed by where that person is. So you haven't, you don't really need to, when we say work the account, you're working the account in terms of sales is actively pursuing contacts under that account, but they're not having to update the status to working on the account in Salesforce when Mm -hmm. they start working them. They're not having to you know, recycle that account, like give a recycled reason on that account. They're doing that all on the contacts and that can inform where you are, where that account is. So I think when we started talking yesterday, we started talking about, is it useful to have a similar process that you have on contacts where you are able to recycle, give a recycled reason, disqualify, give a disqualify reason and potentially progress in other ways very similar to like you went on the contact, but actually do that on the account. And that's where we had this debate over the pros and cons of that. That's where probably a good portion of this conversation should start because the there's a lot, I think, just to un- unpack there um, mm-hmm. to really determine the best route forward. And it might be different for different companies as well. Um, and, yeah. and particularly different on the types of target accounts you target. Um, right. One reason I'll, I'll say there is for large enterprise accounts, this is one of my things that I'll push back. I push back on large enterprise accounts. I think it's very difficult to say, if you think of a recycled reason of not ready yet or um, unresponsive or something like that, it's very difficult to say an account, you know, is not right. a large, you know, enterprise account is not ready yet because it might just be that one person in the account wasn't ready yet. So you can't really then go, okay, well, I spoke to one person in a 100,000 person company and they weren't ready to talk to me. So now this account isn't ready yet. You know, that account is still being, should still be worked by sales, but it should still be in a working stage. But the person you spoke to should get recycled mm-hmm. and then they should be put to the side for a bit while you start trying to target other people at the account. So that's one of the things that we were fleshing out yesterday. What about you, Xander? Like, what's kind of your opinions there? I totally agree with Charlie's um, assessment of the enterprise, right? And that was a turning point in our conversation yesterday for me. On the flip side, like we, we were talking about tiering accounts and, you know, you would tier like an A account for this very large enterprise and you would be in that situation that it would be very difficult to truly say, I'm going to disqualify or nurture an account that is the size of 250,000 people. Completely understand that. On the flip side, you may have a sales team that is broken out in territories by segment. So you may have a tier A, a tier B, some sort of like delineation of my target accounts within the mid-market and and commercial space, and maybe even SMB, right? Where you actually can say this account has been worked and they're not at all interested, right? Like if I'm going into an account and and I'm trying to build an account-based selling motion that would work for enterprise as well as those other segments, especially with this client where, you know, they have a very small buying team. They have one department that is going to cover that for the entire organization. If you get to the CISO and they say, I'm not interested, like it's pretty clear that you can say, okay, I've tapped into this account and we're not going to be able to move forward on it. Versus a larger organization that might have multiple CISOs that you can go into for all of the different departments and and subsidiaries and whatnot, which is one reason why completely delineating based upon a person funnel and recycling somebody, I I would never advocate for recycling an account based upon an individual in there. But there may come a point, I think that like talking to a sales org where I have prospected into... 13 different people. I've done all the touch points. It's I'm just knocking on the doors and it's not happening. Like I want to be able to recycle that or turn that back to nurture until they start to bubble back up as a qualified account. I think that's something to dig into there where 
when you think about the purposes of state, the stages, right? When you think about why you need a stage, you need stages to be able to represent where that person or the account is is in in these stages. So you then can personalize some kind of sales outreach or marketing or marketing program, depending on the stage. You want to be able to show leadership where they are, right? Like, and how many have progressed. You know, we progressed X amount of accounts from A stage to B stage in, in this quarter. And you want to be able to see the conversion rates. And there's, 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 there's other reasons. I think that when you think about the concept of bubbling up an account, so does that need to necessarily it, like work like that, right? Like, does it have to be that sales is kind of waiting for accounts? It's because it's a different, like an inbound motion, you are waiting, you know, for people to fill out demo requests and then you're, then you're handling them and it's kind of maybe high volume and you're, they're coming up and you've got a list and you go through and then you just, you kick them back and you want to be able to see like the conversion rates. But for an account, an, an ABM motion, doesn't really work like that. It's more you've got your list and you have an account plan for each of those accounts. So you're not particularly waiting for them to bubble up. Yes, there's going to be some prioritization, right? Maybe you're using intent, stuff like that, to then go, okay, well, I've got, you know, I'm an AE, I've got 20 accounts, and I'm going to go after these five this week. But it's still like those 20 accounts is still always going to be a focus for you, right? So if the concept is like less akin to the kind of the, the bubbling up, then with the recycling side, what are we going to do with them, like an account when they actually get recycled? Because if, say, say we've got a target account that we know is a good fit for us, high propensity to buy based on the fit criteria, it's going to, they would have a good adequate deal size to have the right return on investment based on the activities that we would target for that account. Do we need to say that kind of we've exhausted all possibilities and moved them into a separate stage? Or can we kind of just, you know, if they're, if they're really not a good fit, just kind of basically say they, they shouldn't be a target account and take them off the list. But then if they, if we feel like we've exhausted everything, what are we going to do with them in a, in a recycled stage that's different than just kind of keeping them in a working stage or potentially having some kind of degradation where when they're not being worked, they just go back into the prior stage where maybe they've engaged with marketing or something and they're in that engagement engaged stage. Because I think what the, the recycling opens up a can of worms where you start maybe thinking that you need a custom object for the account funnel because you want to track multiple journeys because it's like more of a life cycle journey that you can go through as you kick them back, as opposed to just a representation of where that account is yes. in the in the process, yeah. right? And I think that's kind of maybe one of the core core debates here as well. I think that one of the the maybe the good dis- like things to talk about is like kind of separating the distinguishment between managing target accounts versus like managing accounts and like where you're putting your focus. So when I think about a whole account, yes, I don't really agree with like recycling. I mean, disqualifying account, like, yeah, that maybe is something where you're like, okay, we just, this is not the right account. And maybe you have some type of status on an account where you just realize like, okay, this account shouldn't have been existing anyway. And then you can maybe remove those. But as far as like recycling, I agree with Charlie where like, how can you make that distinguishment? And knowing that like, there's a lot of flaw to that, like, okay, well, did you work everyone in that account? Or like, how do you actually know they're not interested? What if there's a new person that might surface? But I do think that that could be a reason for not being a target account anymore. So for one of a, a client that we've had before, we actually even had a custom object where we're tracking changes to their target accounts and they had types of target accounts. So they could we could actually track like when something was moving in as a target account versus not because sales was doing it. But you could easily put something in place where like if someone removes the target account that they could like put in some type of reason for doing right. that. And then maybe there's automation where then that can't be reselected for a certain time frame or whatnot. And then maybe they can't surface as like an MQA again to become a target account. So I feel like the account stage can define like how someone maybe could move into an account that you should start working 
especially if they're a target account or an account that maybe should be a target account. And then you send your focus there to the people underneath it because the people are usually what defines if someone should become an MQA. Like, have we had in, you know, an MQL or a few or enough engagement or enough strong intent underneath that account to surface it? But I still feel like as far as like cycling that through, that should be based on your targets, not the whole account. Let's just take a scenario, right? You have an account. It became a qualified account. And we either define that by a third party tool or we have intent data or account scoring. We have something that is allowing us to qualify said account and it moves into an opportunity. Like oftentimes the the gap that I'm feeling with the account funnel when I've worked on it in the past is like we do this great progression and we get into the opportunity and maybe we tell the story of a customer, but the opportunity closes. And then what happens? Oftentimes in some of these other solutions, I see that these accounts over time start to degrade and they go back down to awareness or some like very top of the funnel sort of stage. But that's not really true. Like the accounts (laughs) has moved into an opportunity at some point. Like there's that in between. And so if what we're saying is maybe it's not like a nurture process, is there a good approach that we should think about to say, okay, well, we moved into this. This was an opportunity. And I don't know, maybe it's within the enterprise account, like probably need to have some parent-child relationships, right? So you can really start to target into like that actual buying team. Cause that's what we're trying to find is, is who are the buying teams that I can target within these accounts? Like uh-huh. you then say, okay, well, we lost the opportunity. We have a reason for losing the opportunity. Maybe they went with a competitor. We're no, we know that they're going to be in a, at least a year contract. So like, do we then move them out? And then there's a reason to move them out of the account tiering. And maybe yeah. that's the solution. Cause at the end of the day, like that's the business requirement that I'm trying to solve for, yeah. which is I just want to make sure that we're not continuing to pour budget toward accounts that shouldn't have their budget or toward them. It's a good point. It does kind of get to the essence of this where you're trying to represent the true stage of the account and like Mm -hmm. you said if they get to an opportunity stage they then are closed last like what is the stage of that account right it Mm -hmm. definitely shouldn't go back to like a top of funnel like type awareness type thing because they're obviously aware of you so what actually is the stage um and then what are you going to do with that i would say that there's going to be you know holes in this and, and pros and cons to this but most of the time, if you've chosen a really solid account list, even if the, the company goes with a competitor, does that mean they, they, they shouldn't be a target account anymore? I think there's a strong argument that you should continue marketing to them, right? Like a lot of these deals, um, you know, might have a, a year subscription, you know, what, depending on your technology, it might be like a six month implementation. And then it, it might be a three month buying cycle, meaning that they might start using their tool, dislike it, want to change within a few months, go through another buying motion for a few months so they can prep to have, you know, your implementation start before their contract ends, right? And then, you know, six months into their deal, they've already signed with you and they're they're ripping and replacing the old thing and they're going with you. You know, obviously not going to happen every time, but should you give up on a, a target account because if you've done your job and you've actually got a really tight target account list that is really the perfect accounts, your goal is to get a hundred percent of those accounts as customers, right? Because that's kind of like you know you want to maximize that smaller market, right? Because it's not your TAM, it's not your total addressable market. Right. It's it's the ones that you really should have as customers. Um, mm-hmm. So then I don't know about kind of removing them as a target account. So then the next question is. What stage should they be in? Do they just go back into a working stage? A stage where you're, you're the stage is basically sales is going to continue to work. Marketing is going to continue to market to them. And then, you know, they're going to be held in, in that stage and you're going to try and, you know, continue to sell to them. I guess it, it so many, it depends on that. I think it depends on your account structure. But if we we're talking about a very simple, like Xander's example, I actually do think that from an account stage, having something where you do 
send it almost like back to a nurture or remarket is not a bad idea, especially if you you know why. So it doesn't even have to be that name. It could just be like past opportunity, closed loss or, some, or something like that. Because I think that then you could resurface them as an MQA again. But also it doesn't mean, like you said, like it doesn't mean that it can't be a target account. It could still be a target account. It's just now you kind of want to still try and engage them And then once there's maybe been some engagement, then resurface them. Because I agree with you, if they're using a competitor, then they're probably still a good fit for you. They just gave their budget to someone else. And as we know, that, that can change. And so, but I do think having like an account stage that could be a little bit more automated based on what's happening from an opportunity at that at account makes sense because there's no salesperson having to go in and update that or anything. You're just like going based on what's happened in the past. And I do think that you would treat that account different than how you would like a net new prospect one. The same way as like if you close that as a customer, you could have a status of customer. And then like we haven't even talked about like, do you want stages for accounts beyond customers for like upsell and renewals, but you could end up wanting to do that. So you have maybe a type, but then still have your account stage be something where you could have an MQA who's a type of customer, right? Because maybe you've identified that there's opportunity for upsell or renewal there. Because I think the thing that I hesitate with and I was talking about is like, in the past, I worked on a project, the client requested to be able to disqualify recycle accounts. Like none of the sales reps ended up using it. Sometimes they did. The only time it was actually working is for anything that we did automate based on what happened at the opportunity. And so I hesitate to make that something that could be like have to be updated from an actual user. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that, you know, no salesperson wakes up at the beginning of their day saying, I hope I have something else that I have to do in Salesforce. <laughs> um, and and so it's just going to be another thing that we're knocking our heads against. And we have to we have to pick and choose as a revenue ops team, right? Mm-hmm. Is is it more important that we get the full buying team on the opportunities for our contact roles? Is it more important that we have the right recycle reasons on a person? Or is it more important that we have the right account stage? We have to kind of like choose where to focus. So if we can automate that where we can, I I, I like that idea. And then you bring up the, the good point of if you have an account that's sitting and working and it's been sitting and working for a long period of time, and then activity just falls off the falls off the map, right? The sales team is not prospecting into it. That's also your coaching opportunity to get a better understanding of like, why aren't we working into this account anymore? Mm-hmm. If the conversation is, well, I feel like I've prospected into it completely and I've and I've just not solved it, well, we should still be marketing into that account. We should still be finding additional people. We should still be trying to get to the people that are within the account. You know, I guess. I'm a little stuck on if you literally had like the CEO who's at the account, who's like, just stop communicating into us. We're never going to buy you. Like that would be the, the extent of, I don't have an opportunity. It's not lost, but the account just isn't there. And then maybe that is where you have the conversation of, we should move it out of the account, Terry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I account. agree. Yeah. You have like, a. I, I definitely think you can have a field on the, on the account, which is like, more around disqualification, not a target account, target account, like not a target account reason, not a target account date or whatever, just to show like yeah. this is the date that we're going to be removing them. I'm curious, Chrissy, when you were talking about you would treat them differently if it was an opportunity that was closed last versus pre-opportunity sales mm-hmm. engaged. I'm not saying you wouldn't treat them differently, but how, would, how are you thinking about how you treat them differently? Like when you think of like the marketing and sales tactics, you know, maybe programmatic, you know, account-based advertising, maybe you're trying to invite people to certain events, maybe sales is doing some kind of nurturing cadences to just inform them of, you know, different kind of keeping them up to date with like some more bottom of funnel type content, like content around like making the purchasing decision, the differences between different products, stuff like that. Would that be vastly different if someone was just in a working sales working stage or in this kind of 
close lost opportunity stage? I think that fundamentally, I think a lot of marketing teams are doing it wrong when they're actually marketing to their close loss opportunities. I think a lot of the time there's no, like they're just putting them into like a nurture. A lot of the time, the messaging that goes out from those things, um, whether it's a nurture or some type of sequence, will then resurface as if they know nothing about your product and your company and things like that. And I feel like that's like such a miss and doesn't match like the buyer expectation. And so for me, I feel like when also if doing some type of retargeting or a campaigns against like close loss opportunities, I think we need to pinpoint it down to like this person already likely knows about you. If there's a new person at the company, okay, maybe you need to define like what happens there. But if the actual like that person can come in net new, but if you have those individuals underneath that account that was closed lost for a lost opportunity, I would want to market to those people differently. And I would probably want some type of cool off period, to be honest, too, unless it was something very direct and one to one and like to warm that account. But that's where I feel like and it's happened to me, I think, even for customers for companies in the past. And I'm like, OK, well, now I feel like I'm just being like marketed to you, like they don't know who I am or that I don't know who the company is. And and that doesn't make me want to go back to that company or try and re you know engage with them again. But you kept on saying person there, right? So yes, of course, if, if a person's a contact role and opportunity, the opportunity is closed last, you want to treat those people differently. But that doesn't right. need an account stage to be an opportunity closed last. Uh-huh. But if you're doing your account planning and stuff, I think being able to know who's already had an opportunity in the past versus who's not new, it's kind of also my... But is that an account stage? Though? That's, that's, that's the question, right? You can right. see that an that account That could be an account type. It maybe it doesn't need to be an account stage. It maybe it needs to be an account type. And they think, or something, some type of nomicker on that. Like, maybe we need to define that. Like, maybe it doesn't need to be a stage. Maybe it needs to be a type or a status or something like that. Or just like a roll-up of number of opportunities. Like, but I think I mean, something visible to know, like, what's actually going, like, what happened at that account where people know where to look. I think... I think but I think that, sorry, the thing that I think that's, that's a really critical thing to distinguish here is the size of the account. Right. Because you, what you really don't want to do is say like, okay, you, let's go back to the enterprise account example. Say every single person at this account knows who we yeah. are. They all were part of this close loss opportunity. And the close loss opportunity was, I don't know, pricing or something. And that was the reason. And we're yeah. going to just bombard all these people saying, we're sorry, we couldn't, you know, here's most of the stuff about pricing and we know we've been talking to you about pricing and you didn't like our pricing and all these people are like, I've never even spoken to you. So I think right. that's, yeah. that's, that's definitely a risk, right? If you, if, when you have that on the account level. So, but I, I get it. If it's a really I small think, company, it, it's yeah. definitely, it's different. I think the size is very important. But maybe we need to say like, okay, well, let's draw a line in the sand, like what makes sense for like all sizes. And it probably does not make sense to to do that from an account. I think also then you kind of run the risk of like, well, can you even have a stage for a whole account then? Because there's multiple buying teams or maybe your account structure is wrong. Maybe you need like a different account for a buying team. Like this is why it's a very slippery slope and why we want to talk about it. Like there's a lot of like caveats, but like And some people can make the case of like, okay, if you're going to set an MQA, like don't do that just based off of third party intent data, because like that's not really like qualified. Maybe you surface that as something else where then you can maybe go out and target it. Because if if we even compare an account funnel to maybe how a person funnel is run, you could go more outbound to start or you're actually defining this account is actually sales ready. And to me, a sales ready account would mean that we know these people have engaged with us and are ready to talk to or at least one person underneath that account is ready to talk to us versus like to me, if you're just going based off intent data, that's not really sales ready unless the sales rep has said, okay, yes, that I actually want to make that a target account. I'm going to go out and outbound that. And then once they do 
start working it. Yes, maybe you could make that sales ready like the same way we do with our people funnel, but I still see that as different too. So I think my fundamental view also of like the definition of what a qualified account is maybe different than what most people are doing. I mean, do you even need a stage for qualified account as well? I think that's that's a that's kind so of so. Do a you question. need a stage in general? It's kind of what like that's what I mean. Like so, then then if you don't have an MQA, you don't disqualify. You don't send back to nurture an account. I would even say like, how do you even define working an account? Is that like one person? Is that every buyer at like the right buyer at that account that then now you've defined as working? Like, are we then running away from even like how valuable is in an account stage? I think that there is value in having an account stage. I'll just throw that out there. I think that if you have an account funnel that is being supported by a technology, let's let's say that it's an ABM tool or you can build it yourself, right? You want to be able to see at scale what is happening, right? We're advocating to our audience, ungate content, ungate content. You can see this in technology. You can, you can get reverse lookups on your website. Like that's the advantage of being able to have, let's call it an MQA is that you can say there's enough intent that is being shown in the market that now is the time for the sales team to follow up. Right. I think that one of the problems is, is that we do these target accounts and then the sales team just starts bombarding people with sales emails. We get it all the time where you're like, I don't even know who you are. Why are you asking me to, to, to meet with you or have this conversation? I think that it's important to be able to identify that. And I think that it's also important to be able to have a process in place that if the first time that you attempt it, the first time that they become qualified, that you have in a way for them to become qualified again, because that these tools are expensive. The strategy is expensive. You're putting a lot of marketing and sales dollars at very targeted accounts. You need to be able to show like, what of your ABX strategy is driving pipeline and revenue? So I think that having some sort of mechanism in place to be able to show that at an account level is important. However, with the account funnel, you're not tying that back to campaigns and channels. So you're not showing anyway like what campaigns and channels are, are impacting, impacting revenue because all of that data is living on the, the contacts, right? Or, or if you're doing custom object tracking, you're looking at it there and you can based on the you know the cust if you if you're doing custom object tracking or the person funnel you're able to actually have you know a flag on that you know lifecycle record to show that it was from a target account you know so i think you're able to tie all of that together still on the person funnel to show okay we got this many you know mqls this much pipeline etc from target accounts i agree with you that the stage on the account I think this is, again, I think this is where there's a, a really good debate. And I'm kind of just taking one side a bit because I can see what you're saying. It's less about kind of the, again, I come back to like kind of the bubbling up and following up on an account. I think there is a place for that where maybe for like a tier three account, you're following up because that you see that they get to like a qualified account stage because you're not doing as much outbound. But for a tier, you know, the top two tiers, you're probably always following up or, or for lack of a different term, you know, you're always trying to engage with them from a sales point of view, right? Like, especially for your tier one, your top tier, sales should always be trying to work the contacts of that account. So you don't need to wait for them to become a, a marketing qualified account or a qualified account because sales is already working them. That's the assumption that that sales is already working them. I've seen so many orgs that like they are not that focused. They aren't able to manage that many accounts all at one time. There's a so I think it's also like we're kind of speaking around like you also need just like a good yeah and like how should I think it even goes back to like what's even more important than an account stage to me is how you're managing just targeted accounts like your list? Is it really good? Is um, Are you even having a subset of those target accounts? Because you're saying like your list of target accounts should be a certain number. It's like, okay, well, yeah. But then also like the actual ones that you're focusing on then should also be a very small finite number to actually do the due diligence at one time. And so 
I think yeah, no, I then agree. defining uh, what the process is around that is even more important for an org to do than even like setting a stage. Right. And maybe when we come back to the, do you need a recycled, maybe just put this another way. Whenever I've worked with, you know, marketing leadership and they wanted to see account level data, their biggest priority is they want to just see like, how many target accounts do I have? How mm -hmm. many target accounts have engaged with marketing? Yep. Maybe you could call that a marketing qualified account. How many target accounts are sales talking to? How many target accounts do I have in pipeline? How many target accounts are customers? Right. So, so I almost you don't feel like need a, a kind of a reciprocal kind of like mm -hmm. process to be able to like bubble up an account and to be able to do that. That can be all happening on on the person level, right? Yeah. Like you could be sending them inbound leads from an account. You could be building account list for contacts for sales. Okay, hey, these are the five accounts you're going to go after the, this week. And these are the contacts you should be trying to outbound. You could show them a dashboard of like, these are the accounts that are showing intent by first party and third party intent. And they kind of pick their people. And then they're just working the people while the account stage is just showing leadership kind of what's going on, right? Okay, this yeah. month we moved 100 accounts went from, you know, just a target account that had no engagement with us to, you know, maybe we'll call it a marketing qualified account. They, they engage with us, whatever. And, you know, 50 accounts from our tier A's have moved into pipeline. That's able to tell that story without necessarily needing sales to go into the account and like kind of recycle the account. Uh, I still agree with like taking out an account if they shouldn't be a target account anymore, like that CEO said, I'm never going to buy from you ever again kind of situation because I hate you. Mm -hmm. Um or we're, we're, our company is going bust, you know, we're not a company anymore. Okay, like, let's take them off the target account yeah. list. I almost feel like, okay, when we were talking about this, because I, I agree with you, like even back, I think when I worked in-house before CS2, I did, I did some dashboards like that. Like I just wanted to know, okay, here are the, the people who have had marketing engagements at our accounts, here are the ones that were, you know, and I almost feel like it should go something like, Okay, this could be over-architecting, but it could be just like, you know, a general status to start. I don't know, whatever that is. It's like target. And then it could be like marketing attempted or targeted or something where you're actually running campaigns against those people. The next one, if, if there's actually been engagement, then you could say like marketing engaged or qualified, whatever you want it to be. And then it could be sales attempted because there could be cases where stu too like we haven't actually connected with anyone there or you could have sales engaged if you want it to just go okay even if with attempts we're looking at like what accounts have actually sales been reaching out to and then it could go into more of like the later stages as far as like to match what's actually sales qualified or opportunity or whatnot but i'm pretty sure you feels just detailed out the demand unit waterfall <laughs> did I? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd probably Pretty did. close. But I feel like that's just the level of status that you kind of need. Now, the problem is you could be marketing engaging and sales engaging and sales attempting like all at one time and things aren't that linear. But I think you you make a good point of like that is kind of from a high level that you just want to know. And then separate from that, I think what's even more useful to know is like, do you have the right people at that account? Like, I think I was talking about that with you and Allison yesterday, but being able to actually then see a white space or define your key buying team. And if you are like, have all the right people from that buying team on that account also needs to be visible. So if I was going to spend most of my time into trying to classify accounts, it would be overall like what's happening at that account. But then also, do I actually have the right people at that account? And how am I defining that? And how can I get visibility into that? And to me, that would give me a good pulse at from marketing and sales of like, what do I need to do for that account? You know, what can we do? Oh, we need to find more people, the right people. We need to do research there. And then you can be more targeted with your SDR as well as being more of like a researcher or an arm to the sales team and marketing team. Because I think right now SDRs are just being used poorly. And like, we're going to need to redefine what that role is 
because it's a big expense, but also they're being used to just like spam people. And that's just not the right thing for those people to do. I almost feel like need to use that as a different resource. I feel like we agree on pretty much everything apart from the recycling piece. Like yeah. we want to have, we, I think stages are important. We want to have a representation of where they are really through kind of like the the marketing to sales buying stages. A lot of it is probably going to be in, progressed based on the contacts under the account and if there's an opportunity or not. And then we agree on disqualification. You know, you should be able to kick out target accounts. Um, that might not be a stage. doesn't have to maybe necessarily be a stage, but some kind of fill some manual update on the account. But when it comes to the recycling, this concept of saying, I want to not work this account anymore for a particular reason, that's the bit where we're kind of going, is that necessary, right? Yeah. Is there anywhere else that you, you two are thinking where we're still debating? Maybe it's more of like a, I think so. I think maybe when you think about, we're too used to thinking about things from like a traditional funnel. And I think from an account, I feel like it's more of like, an update on that account. It's more of like, what intel do we know about that account? And how can I get that and see that like visibly? That to me is maybe it doesn't even need to be a stage, but there needs to maybe be somewhere where you're like classifying that. So like being able to know, oh, I talked to this CISO. Say he didn't say it's not a fit, but say we know, okay, I talked to someone there and they said that the timing is off or whatever. If that's kind of like lost at like the person level, I could see how that's a, a miss. But that can also give you insight into the whole account. But it doesn't mean that you need to like recycle that account because it's likely that you're still going to, you know, like you said, target them with your marketing and, and still want them to be a target, like continue to you know target them. But being able to see that history of like, okay, we had that conversation and this is what happened. I do agree disqualifying an account could be useful, but maybe I think there's there's also multiple people over time with this account that can get that insight and those details. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not as simple as like, hey, let's just put a stage and a reason on it. Sometimes it's just more account intelligence that you're just getting as like kind of like similar to when people put like a next step on an opportunity or a description on like a leader contact. Like I still feel like you need that in account level. Let me throw something out there really quick. Maybe I've been approaching and maybe we've been approaching the account funnel as an internal funnel. Cause that's like similar to what we have on a person funnel, right? They're sales ready, whether it's outbound or inbound, we're working it, we're moving it into a meeting, we're moving it into an opportunity. The account funnel, I want to be able to leverage an account funnel to understand is that account showing anything that would say that they're in market. So maybe it, maybe it can be disconnected a bit that, that the account funnel can truly be, I'm in market, AKA I'm an MQA. Maybe I move into an opportunity. So we get rid of the, like, like the working stage because they ideally you're right, Charlie, you're working these people the whole time, but they shouldn't live in working for their entire existence. I want to know, like, are they showing reciprocating feedback that would tell me that they're in market. So I just wonder if there's like, if there's that, that in between where we can say it's an MQA, it's moving into an opportunity. The opportunity is closed lost. That just means that they're not in market anymore, but we should continue to still work them. Maybe they are still a target account, but then if they start to show those motions to move them back into an MQA showing like, Hey, they're actually in market. Now we can show that as like a new viewpoint. Yeah. Because those those leadership teams, they're trying to figure out, like, are we getting into these accounts? And I would just hate for it to be like, if I close lost, it's gone forever. Right. Sounds similar to how Sixth Sense does it, right? Because I think their stages are target, oh, awareness, consideration, decision, purchase, right? And mm -hmm. then decision and purchase is what they think of as a 6QA. So it is very much like, you know, them trying to figure out, is this account moving towards the purchasing, purchasing decision and less about you actually actively got a pipeline of that opportunity to, to yeah. be able to 
um, and are you, or are you working? You know, kind of the internal versus external view. I think that you do need to show the buying stage, your representation of the buying stage. You know, I feel like going back to whenever all of the conversations that I've had with like VPs of marketing and CMOs around trying to understand where their target accounts are, they want to know like how many are we talking to? Do we have pipeline? They want to show the board, you know, just a simple view of we have 5,000 target accounts and 4,500 we're somewhat engaged with for marketing, 2,000 we're in a sales conversation with, you know, 1,000 we've got open pipeline and we've just closed, you know, 50 of them this month as customers. So it, just showing them the external view of like, well, we think these are where these accounts are in kind of their own kind of buying process. Yeah. I think it's useful for sales to then prioritize like what and to be able to say, okay, well, I think they're in a decision phase. I should try and, you know, engage with them, but maybe less about what the account stage should be for us to then show the company and, you know, the board, executives, et cetera, how our account, our ABM, ABX motion is working. I think that we maybe, I would just like kind of think about it, but I think of it as like, for both of your things. And I also feel like, okay, maybe in a stage, an account is more the buying stage, like the stage, like what, what Xander's talking about. But then you also have kind of like a status, like an internal status of what's going on with that account. Like, are we engaged with them? Have we marketing, like is marketing engaged them, but like sales hasn't, you know, so all the things that like you're talking about, Charlie. But I think those two things sometimes maybe we're saying here from an account are too hard to put together. And I think with an, a with a lead or contact funnel, you can because a lot of that like pre-sales ready stuff is just what we have going on in the background and then we can make something sales ready. But the buying stage, I think is something kind of like that to show where that account is as far as like their willingness to like purchase. But also like we might not even know from an account stage if the someone is close to decision making or buying or whatnot, but we could be like, but we are still targeting this account. We're working them or whatnot. And so maybe that needs to live separately and to make this like kind of be in harmony of like the questions that we're trying to answer. And I know we're we're been going really long on time with this one, but I don't know how you both feel about that. Like, can that live within just one thing being an account stage or should they live separately? I think the more that we talk about this, the harder it is to put it into one. Yeah. I don't know if status is the right answer. You're on to something really, really powerful there with like the white spacing conversation and it's mm-hmm. and it's really like that the health. So I think that, Mm. you know, if if we were to try and just kind of wrap things up, it's I don't think that we're ending with like a clear answer. I think Mm -hmm. that we're going to have some more internal conversations around this. I feel I feel a lot more clear of where we can go with this. I do think that it's starting with what are the questions that are being asked of. And Charlie, you, you illustrated that really well. Customer base, pipeline. Are we engaged with them? Are they engaged with us? And then, you know, what are some of the things that we can't necessarily show with campaign responses, right? That require conversion points. I think that there's something there that we could probably kind of package together and get in a way that isn't necessarily trying to rewrite how stages are done because like Sixth Sense is doing it, Demand Base is doing it. But like, how can we leverage that data to show more insights into the accounts to keep the sales and marketing teams more well aligned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think to answer your question, Chrissy, I think maybe one way of saying what you're saying is assuming you've, you've chosen your target accounts, you need a way to prioritize those target accounts. That doesn't necessarily have to be the stage that they're in. It could be account scoring. It could be six cents account stages, which have, you know, their account scoring and layering the, the account stages on a six, six QA, et cetera. But then you probably also need where are these accounts in our buying stages mm-hmm. and maybe conflating the two is a mistake 
because you're not going to like MQL an account or MQA an account and then you have an SLA to follow up potentially. It's more just like sales are going to choose their accounts and they're going to look at all of the data to help prioritize. And they might choose some six QAs and they might choose not choose others, et cetera. Because it's all just like a very intense prioritization exercise. It's not just like following up on an inbound. And, you know, a six QA could be from third party intent or a six QA could be from someone doing demo request, you know, so um, you might treat those differently. And then the account stage is more purely around, you know, how many have we engaged with and from a marketing standpoint, how many do we have an active sales conversation? How many do we have an active pipeline and how many have we got as customers? And I think that's a good way of thinking about it. It doesn't quite answer the recycling piece of it. Maybe one way to think about the recycling piece for accounts is can you actually recycle this account? If you were targeting enterprise companies, I would say uh, exclusively, you put, I don't think you can recycle an, an account because it's too complicated. I don't think there's ever like a recycled reason that you might hear from someone from like, you know, a big bank that you're going to kind of basically say this whole account is not ready yet and really do something interesting with that data. You could say individual people are not ready yet, but maybe from an account, maybe not. But maybe if you're targeting smaller companies where you really can say, okay, I don't want to work this account anymore. I want to just kind of kick it back, remind myself again in six months to contact them because I truly believe that they're, they're not ready yet or they're just, they're, they're a good fit. But for whatever reason, you know, now is not the right time. Potentially you could have a, a mechanism to recycle. Yeah. I mean, I agree with both those things. I think kind of TBD now. I know I want to kind of wrap this up, but for everyone listening, I think we'll have to do a follow-up on this to maybe once we solidify our thoughts, but it probably will get all of you thinking too of like, how do you, I think the important things that we talked about, like surfacing accounts, which ones to go after, and also how to show back to the revenue team what's happening with that account. And so whatever mechanism you use, whether account stage or and then also using a score or something to define prioritization. Either of those things need to be dealt with. And the best way to do that, we'll stay tuned. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know what we land on. And yeah, so I hope you got those juices flowing. If you have any ideas or thoughts, or if you've even architected something that is similar that you found really useful for the revenue team, let us know. Just email us at rga at csumarketing.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and if this is a conversation going on at your org, you know, share it with your team, have a listen, continue it during a lunchtime activity. I don't know, do something around that, but we'll continue to do that as well and keep you all posted. And thanks for hanging on, listening to our chat and we'll see you next time on the Revenue Growth Architects podcast. Have a good one.